Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, 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 no image or dark horse. Alrighty, so welcome to the Geek Chat. For whatever reason, our <laughs> audio did not go live, but whatever. We're live now and we're speaking to you. I'm Desmond. I'm Rich. <laughs> We're trying to stretch for time. No. And we're the hosts of The Geek Chat, your weekly delve into comic book goodness land stuff with people who do, who reads comics. So, who's uh, reads comics? Who's reads comics? These people reads comics. Um, yes, I know. Rebel starts. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. So uh, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to MixRLR Live, thank you so much. If you're watching us on Facebook in the Geek Chat Facebook group, thank you as well. Um, so we have two ways you can li- li- to see us. You can listen to us. You can see us. We got all types of stuff for you. Um, but please tell us stuff. We want you to comment in the Geek Chat, in the MixLR, talk to us because we're going to be reviewing a whole bunch of comic books and we want to make sure that you guys are uh, tuning in and informed and loving what we're doing. But first, Rich has to read our announcements. Rich? So, one announcement is we will not be live next Monday. Oh. Yes. There will be a show for you. We still will be reviewing comics. Uh, we'll review all of next week's new books. And they will be, uh, we'll have the MixLR going, but the MixLR will uh, not be, it won't be a live show. Yeah. But we will be, um, we, will be we will be beaming it, broadcasting it live. So if you normally tune in for the 6 o'clock show on Monday, we will be here. So yeah, we will be here. Just no Facebook either. Um, now I got to read these announcements. The show will be posted on the Geek Chat website, thegeekchat.com, and on SoundCloud, Tuesdays by 1 p.m. Um, okay, this is last, so that's not there. Uh, we have an interview from the uh, Balboa Con that happened this weekend. That will be tomorrow's, not tomorrow, what day do you put them on? Thursday? That will be Thursday's show in place of the What You Talking About Facebook. Um... That's it for the um, announcements. Uh, stay tuned. Gene was at the Rose City Comic Con September 10th and 11th. He did really well. Hi, Gene. Um, Balboa Con was September 16th through 19th. And we were there. We were there. And we got a whole bunch of interviews, and those interviews will be posted on Thursday. Uh, because we did not do a What You Talking About Facebook nope. uh podcast so we're doing uh, a a uh us at balboa con it was great we got to see a whole bunch of movies got to introduce uh got to meet a whole bunch of new indie creators some people that are coming out with a whole bunch of awesome awesome new comic books awesome awesome um so make sure you tune in and mm. check out that <laughs> that show on tuesday sorry thursday um we don't know what day it is sure all right, so why don't you bring up the Facebook thing? I want to say hi to Emily and Paul and Derek, who are listening to us on MixLR. Yes, and thank you, Coog, for watching us on the Facebook. Ah, he's watching. Yeah. Hopefully it won't cut off with me going... It probably will. It probably will. All right, so do you want to start, or do you want me to start? You should start. All right, so we cut our nuggets down to two. Desmond didn't think there were that many books, I guess, that were good, and I had... It was a hard... You know, I had to really go through and pick. But I picked Hell Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. What? Yeah, number four. So if you've been listening to us, you probably recall that I did not care much for the first issue. But that's all turned around. Once Hale got out of that hideous costume, trench coat, 90s disaster he was in, and actually took the ring and became a member of the Green Lantern Corps, and then all the people returned, his book's been really good. Like, really good. Uh, this one is all about Sinestro, and they have actually caught Guy Gardner. And they strip him naked. Not ga- Whoa, never mind. Yeah. And um, at the very end of it, this is just a really, really, really quick recap. Um, 
John Stewart is the leader. He's the leader of the Corps, and he said, to hell with this, let's go save our man, and the entire Corps agree. Um, I love the fact John is stepping up. I love the fact Guy is in it, even though I feel that the New 52, while it had a lot of bad things happen, I think that a lot. Guy's um, journey is something I miss, and he's back to being the old dickhead Guy Gardner, which is okay, um, but he really... He's really, always been the old dickhead guy. Yeah, but the kind of when he was in charge of the Red Lanterns, the Red Lantern book was really good, and and his character went through a lot, and he's just back to being it, you know, the old one. But I love it that uh, he just stands in front of Sinestro, just butt naked, just everything hanging out, and uh, <laughs> Sinestro's like, "Please do put something on." So this was my pick. I really am enjoying Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps. I hate the name; it should just be the Green Lantern Corps. To differentiate it from Green Lanterns, which is a book I do not enjoy as of yet. Uh, yeah, it that book started off really strong, in my opinion, and then it just, it really faltered. I don't know why. I think they don't know how, like, they're trying to do a buddy action thing with them, but... It, they're not it's not gelling no. or, or, or or the people that they're fighting and what they're doing just doesn't like I just don't care about that and I think that's what talks that's what brings me to what you were talking about how Hal Jordan went through this really you know uh, life affirming you know uh, journey to becoming like who he is and it was really good one of the main one of the, one of the cool things that happened to him with the red lanterns yet we we're back to like square one with the red lantern so all that yeah, stuff all happened. that great stuff so so when reading the other the other green lantern title and they're facing up against the red lanterns it's like why you know it's like why do we need to do that right. when we already already when we already had a really good story with the red lanterns you but know it just, also goes to what the hell in rebirth you know some things like blue beetle and what's the other book um cyborg they're ignoring the continuity here, they're not ignoring. They're not ignoring that the Green Lantern Corps went into that other world. That no. they're not ignoring, but they are ignoring what happened in the Red Lanterns, in Sinestro. In uh, Sinestro, actually, it's just a continuation of what was happening because of his daughter, and his daughter took some some steps in this to actually show her true colors. If you've been reading, what happened with the daughter, you know, he basically conned her into joining. And now she, I think this is going to be the first step of her putting the green back on instead of the yellow. Or will she have both? Who knows? Mm. Ah, ha, ha. Um, so my pick, or one of my nuggets, is Hercules. Well, it's God of War number four, which is what's going on with Hercules. So if you've been reading any of the Hercules books, I haven't. I did not read any of those Hercules books. And then when, when the crossover happened and we got to see i mean <laughs> so if, if marvel when marvel does these banner ads and they put it on the top and it's like civil war tie-in it's to get people to read these books about these characters so it's to prop up the cells and for me this worked i mean i i i liked hercules when he was running around with amadeus cho and all that stuff that happened i was really into it was the incredible hercules and all that i really liked what i think it was van lint did or Maybe. Or Greg Pak. I don't know. But anyway, it was really, really good. And so this, for me, is a return to form uh, for this character. So Hercules and the other uh, other pantheons, gods of war, have to stop the new the these new gods or new gods of technology and they have to use the old ways to kind of destroy the new, the new stuff. Not only that, they have to work together with yep. the old ways. Old ways that might at one time worked separately now have to come together. Yep. And it's just, and it was great because they're like the, the these new gods are all about chaos. Like they don't, because, because if it works on the belief that gods get their power from worship and nowadays people worship chaos. So these gods are going to bring chaos to their worshipers and they're fighting against that. And I thought that was a really cool idea while using these super old uh, gods of war from like the Greek pantheon, the um, 
Babylonian. It was just really, really good. I want to see more Gilgamesh in the future. Yes, hopefully. yes. Uh, I think that Abnett did a fantastic job with this book. This is the last issue. It was a four-issue miniseries. If you can get it and trade, I would definitely say pick it up. It, I agree. it was it was a standout uh, of all of the uh, secret. Uh, sorry, Civil War. Books. And if you're a Hercules fan, you'll want to tune into the new Avengers starting up in just a few months. He will be a member along with Captain America. Falcon, um, Thor, Vision, and the new Wasp. So stay tuned for that. Kid Wasp. Kid Wasp. <laughs> Which is interesting that she's joining them and not the kids. Because she's an assassin. She is. Um, <laughs> They're all I, assassins. So this makes the three issues now. I cannot believe I'm saying this. Um, I am really enjoying Red Hood and the Outlaws, written by Scott Lobdell. Don't faint if you're out there. This book has been really good. He really understands Jason Todd. They're introducing his new team. Um, in this, we get Artemis and her backstory. The next issue is going to be Bizarro or the B Zero. What did you th- What did you think of Artemis's uh, backstory? I was fine with it. I like <laughs> that there that she's getting her own. You know, I can't stand the Shatter Star uh, ponytail that that is. <laughs> A mile long, but I'm getting over that. I honestly think that uh, Scott Lobdell told the artist, he's like, look, think of 90s Shatterstar, uh-huh. and this is what I want her head to look like. <laughs> so when it comes to her costume, like I like that they're keeping almost like Wonder Woman's emblem, but it's her own, and it meshes, it, it builds into the sides. I like the high thigh boots to remind you of Diana's with the red stripe, or the, the red and white stripe. And I also like that she doesn't have bracelets. She has these front guards that are that are red and white. I like the design of her. I like the banter between her, not Wonder Woman and not Batman. Like the banter between them works. I don't know. Maybe this is what Scott Labdell's been building to, but this is really good stuff. And I know a lot of people stay away from his book because Red Hood, the past two incarnations were rough. Um, this is really, I'm really enjoying this. So I would say pick them up. And we're on issue two, which is really three. She's wearing too much clothes, though. No, she's not. Yes. I, no, why, she's not. Why Why can Wonder Woman run around like half naked and she's like. She doesn't want to. I like that. Mm. I like her decision to put some clothes on. <laughs> to put some clothes on. Like it was her decision. She's it like, was. I'm not going to run around like Wonder Woman. Nope. My With, as, with, uh, with my cheeks to the wind. That's uh, right. Her uh, Amazonian boo-boos. Yeah. So the next book that I want to talk about, and we reviewed this book last week, which was uh, Spider-Man number eight. Wow. Two of my nuggets were uh, Civil nuggets. War Civil War uh, tie-ins. And I swear, this this is – so it's Spider-Man number eight, and it's Miles Morales and the Youngins. And I say Youngins. It's, youngins. It is. It's Miss Marvel, and it's um, – I enjoy this book a hell of a lot more than I the all-new Romper Room. It's yeah. written completely. Yeah, I was agreeing with you on that. I can agree with you on that 100%. So the reason why I like this book is we're getting to see some real emotions. Not to say that we weren't getting emotions from – not to say that we weren't getting emotions from um, Iron Man because we definitely got a lot, of, a lot of emotions from Iron Man. But we're not getting any emotions from uh, – we're not getting any emotions from uh, Carol Danvers. So, so here's what I liked about this book. Aside from the emotions, I like them saying, why are we here? What are we doing? Like this, I like that they're having these, this like crisis of conscience when they're thinking about like, what am I, what what are we doing? Like these are, these are adult people's problems. And it's like, why why are we here? And to watch the death of of Bruce Banner and, and having them really choose sides about who, who's actually right. Um, and these are the people that are asking those questions, these, these youngins. And I was like, wow. And I, and I, I love the, 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 like miles has so much stuff going on in his life right now with, uh, his, his grandmother and his mother and, and him lying to them and, and his mother freaking out and, and him not doing good in school. And there's just a Jessica lot of Jones. Jessica Jones jumping in with, with Luke Cage, that whole, uh, conversation they had. It's just it's just a book that makes you think about what's going on and how they're going to react because they're they're superheroes. And that one thing where uh, 
where they says, oh, you know, uh, Miles says, I, I got to I gotta go. Tony Stark called me. And then Luke Cage is like, he didn't call me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I think uh, people get Bendis shit a lot of times. And I think the last two issues of this, he really has done a great job putting together not only Miles' story, but this hiccup of a civil war. And he's worked that right into his main storyline. And this shows that you can do both. We review so many of these um, tie-in comics that, you know, a sentence is mentioned and that's the tie-in where I think Bendis in this and even over in Miss Marvel, they're really using this event into the storylines. Yes. And we're getting more characterization out of these characters because we can go back and look through, when you look through the old Ms. Marvel books where every time it was hit with an event, it just was, it felt like the writers were stuck and she really not, she didn't get any progression in her character. Not at all. But here, I really think it's working to his advantage because not only was Luke Cage and Jessica Jones there about what's going on in his life, like he's like you said, he's already got enough shit on the table and now this. And when we reviewed issue seven, I thought the death had already happened. And he had saw, you know, the the Hulk in his in his dreams. And now we get to see him actually see the murder and how they react. Yep. I mean the the main story I wish had this much meat to it. I really do. Well, when it comes out. Yeah. I mean, we well, don't whenever. know. So we won't know anything until it, when it comes out. Next and, week. And I'm sure it'll probably be Tony crying again. <laughs> Whole issue of him. <laughs> like, no, Rhodey. So I have Bruce to agree. Banner. Although, although, I guess no one gives a crap about Rhodey dying anymore. Because, nope. like, Bruce Banner. Nope, it's all about Bruce. Yeah, thanks. You kill a You kill a white guy, and it just completely overshadows the Black Death. Ugh, terrible. I agree with both his nuggets. They both were really good too. And I agree with both of his nuggets. They were both really good. We Aww. have some we have some quality nuggets for you today, people. That's right. Quality nuggets. Quality nuggets. That should be a no. So the next book we're gonna review, the full review, is gonna be all new X Men. Um, I stopped reading this book a while ago. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, the writer is Dennis Hopeless. That's how I feel about this book. Okay, wow. Mark Bagley was the penciler. Andrew Hennessy was the inker. Nolan Woodward Woodard, sorry, was the colorist, and VCs Corey Pettit was the letterer. Um, and the cover was done by Bagley. The cover has nothing to do with what's on the inside at all. There's not a whole slew of monsters. There's one, and it's an inhuman. Uh, remember, our our uh, podcast is full of spoilers. So, this book, the reason why we chose to read it is because it is all about young Bobby coming out into the world and going to this first gay bar in the year 2016. And he has his pal Evan and Oyo. What's her real name? Idy with him. Um, and he meets an inhuman named Romeo who can influence people's... Oh, you just shook your head. Who can influence people's minds. And the whole thing is about... The preconceived notion that a monster is bad, so we got to attack it with fire and ice when really it's just an, a brand new inhuman that's fresh out of its cocoon. Um, yeah. I will probably not be reading number 14 because I still don't like this book. I, I really wanted something a little more from this book. I don't think it... I'm glad they tackled it because we've gone how many now issues since he came or Gene outed him. And I was like, cool, we're finally going to get something. While the issue didn't suck, it was actually funny in some spots. Like, he is really bad with people. And, like, when some guy touched his hand, he froze up him in the bar. And I'm like, okay, that was cute. Um, yeah, what did you think? Uh, one quick note. Sorry, sorry, people, for people who are, who are watching on um – uh, on Facebook, uh, the connection's a little wonky, so uh, you can always join us um, on the on the uh, MixLR if you want to uh, continue listening. Um, it's trying to reconnect, and I do apologize for that. Oh, so we will up. definitely we will definitely um, try to fix that for for the next broadcast. So remember, we're not going to be live next 
week. Next week. So there won't be any Facebook, but we will try to connect, correct that connection. So just want to give everyone out there, we're still here, and we'd love for you to join us on the uh, on Mix the MixLR if you if you like to continue to listen to us. But I'm gonna keep the ru- the feed running just just to make sure because it might reconnect. So um, and but, Frank, it's called a fake ID. <laughs> I know they got image inducers. They can get a fake ID. I know. Well, we what haven't. Did you seen, think of it? We haven't seen an image inducer in a while. No. So, uh, what did I think of it? That's what I asked. Um, they need to go home. The O five <laughs> needs to go home. I'm. I'm All sorry. of them. Just get rid of them. I'm just. I'm tired. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of this book. This book doesn't need to be there. I. I don't know. I'd rather them be in the mansion doing stuff in the mansion. But I'm just. You know, and the fact <sighs> that I, I, her, I don't know, just something her, about this book is really her person. Her personality changed. Huge. Oh, Edie. Yeah, she's she's not. She used to be all angsty, and God did this to her, and now she's hanging out in gay bars. And I, yeah, I mean, she used I'm, to be like, you know, I don't know about this. And and when she was in Gen, or what was it? When she was in, um, well, maybe Franklin Richards. You know, when he recreated the universe, he didn't make her like crazy, and like he like fixed her. Maybe I don't know, but wow, I I I don't know, but this book. I mean, I thought it was cute, you know. Just <laughs> he's an inhuman, and then he met, <laughs> and then he met, you know, um, Romeo, Romeo, and which I think is just silly in itself. And then Romeo's an inhuman, and it was just like, oh, they can get along, yeah, they because because they totally understand because they're both. They're they're both gay and they're both like you know doubly unwanted because one's a mutant and one's you know a hot and human. I love it. I love it that all of the all of the cool inhumans don't look freakish at all, but all the inhumans that that have to be like in the limelight look humanoid. I thought that was really kind of funny. Like it, we got we had a lot of like you know mutant hatred, mutant and human hatred going on in in the Marvel offices. It's like give us some ugly people that we can root for. Yeah. So, but the book, eh, mm. I, it, it, it's unnecessary. Not I just, a nugget for you. No, I just don't, I just don't know what they're trying to do with this book. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I don't know what they're trying to do with this book. Is it a coming age, age story? Are they, you know, uh, um, out of sync teens? Like, are they trying to go home? Are they not trying to go home? Is this fine? And then, but, but the thing that just kind of kills it for me mostly is the fact that, you know that nothing can happen to them. Yep. You realize this. Nothing can happen to them at all because if they were to die, they can't go back and then the current ones would die. So it's like, there for me, there's never been any like drama to them being here or, or there kind of was at the beginning, but now like they can literally do anything because they can't, they, they can't really die. So there, there's no, back. there's no, um, there's just no, <sighs> I don't know. So, I don't know. I'm just really kind of like blah. But um, moving right along, the next book we're going to review is um, Superman Action Comics number 963. And it is the um, it is uh, Superman Meet Clark Kent part one. So now we're going to we're delving into the mystery of why there is a Superman uh, sorry, why there's a Clark Kent but no Superman and a Superman with no Clark Kent? What's going on? <sighs> Could it be clones? Is, uh, what is it? Is Dan Slott secretly writing this book? I guess. Uh, it, I don't know, but who knows? Um, so yeah, we get to, it's it's like a day in the life of uh, Clark Kent as Clark Kent is trying to convince everyone that he is not, and I repeat, not Superman. It could be bunnies. <laughs> It can always be bunnies. That's true. Or or it's a big alien. Maybe it's an alien, and it's a and it's a Clark Kent suit, and there's just a giant cat driving it. I don't know. But um, personally, and this is gonna sound really bad. I really don't care. <laughs> like I really don't care. Like, personally, I just don't care about Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Clark Kent is special because of Superman. That's the only reason. Like I I really don't care about like this Clark Kent being Clark Kent. Like. It w- he was special because he was Superman's alter ego, so I liked it. I mean, I just don't like. I, I found it really hard to like read it because I was just like, but it fits. So it fits into like the narrative. Long, but, how, but how long is it? Like, it, do I have to wait five issues to find out what's going on, or no. can I just get it and like? No, I don't think they do that. I think I really, really hope trying. that they don't because like I really hope that they they tell us like relatively quickly because 
this is gonna be a hard sell for me. I mean, at the end of that, it was cool that like Superman meets Clark Kent, and then maybe they're gonna hash it out and be like, "What's going on, sir?" You know, like I I kind of want to see what's going going on with that, but because and then I'm like, the Superman that that saves him is the pre New Fifty Two Superman, so he's older, which has already been established by Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor said he's older. You're older. Something's different about you. You're mm-hmm. much more mature. You know, does this Clark Kent? Is this Clark Kent the same age as that Superman? Is he the Clark Kent from the New 52? Is he the Clark Kent from pre-52? So many questions. You know, but at the same time, do I care? I don't know. I don't know. So did what you, did you did think? What? what? Oh, I didn't do the... Sorry, I didn't do the opening. So uh, it was by Dan Jurgens was the writer. Patrick uh, Zacher was the artist. Colorist was by Arif Puritano. Zercher. Sorry, Patrick Zercher. Sorry. And then Rob Lay did the letters. And Clay Mann and uh, Tommy Mori with Jan Jurgens did the cover. So I liked it. I liked this mystery that they built because it, we really didn't read a lot of the New 52 at the end, but we do know that Lois outed him as Superman. So I like this putting the genie back in the bottle by establishing there's two. If he's dead, we don't know, you know, because Superman blew up all over everyone. I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it for this ride. Meet Clark Kent. Hopefully it won't go on too many, you know, like you said. But. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't. Like, I'm just like, please, you know, but I'm hoping for clones. And I'm hoping that, you know, Dan Slott is moonlighting as Dan Jurgens. I don't think that's <laughs> happening. I'm sorry. I, like, and just to, just real quick before we move on, this whole run with Dan Jurgens, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know what's going on with his run like the other run in superman is just for me miles and miles better than what's going on and it's been about six issues now so we've had some time i like to sit action. down really i don't I do. know i like action but what what is it about like the first thing we get treated to in action during this during the uh the rebirth thing was doomsday yeah, like that's fine i i did not like i feel that. like action was what it said the first arc of action was that it was action uh, and it was what i like because you get in superman you get the family i like it i just didn't need to see doomsday you know there's a plan mr oz has a plan blah, 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 blah. okay miss honey <laughs> miss honey so the next book, Miss Honey, we're going to review is Detective Comics number 940, which has been consistently one of DC's best books best since book. the rebirth. You should read it immediately. Go um, buy the trade, read it, do it. It's awesome. James Tinian IV did the script. Eddie Barrows did the pencils. Aber Ferreria did the inks. Adriano Lucas did the coloring. And Marilyn Patrizio did the letters. And Barros Ferreira and Lucas did the cover. Um, so the cover was changed from when it was originally solicited. Red Robin, Tim Drake, was standing here. But unfortunately, if you've read this book, Tim Drake is no longer with us. That is right. Spoilers. He's dead. He gets bloated up real good by a bunch of drones. And... It's a touching scene with Spoiler and Batman. And Batman saw that, you know, Tim got into the school and he starts shaking. And then they reach for each other and they hug and start crying. Oh, it was so good. So they did it. They killed him. He's dead. No more. Uh, Next issue um, is probably going to be the funeral issue. No, I'm joking. There's no funeral issue because he's not dead. Mr. Oz has him. So the mystery of the Rebirth universe continues on. Um, Tim Drake knew too much, reconnected threads, and had to be taken off the board. And there's rumors that that is where Ray Palmer went as well. So now Doomsday and Tim Drake are in the property of Mr. Oz. Hmm. Uh, Which is funny because in, in Titans which was the book that was supposed to be telling us more, they're not. They're, they're really fixated on abracadabra. So we'll see if this first arc has anything to do with it. But uh, So Detective is now in that fray, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just... Yeah. I, I'm assuming that they're going to make a 
this Mr. Oz character is going to clone them all and make a Robin slash Doomsday slash Ray Palmer hybrid really? that's going to take over the world. Really? Uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I thought all of the stuff that happened with with Spoiler and Batman showing emotions was was great. However, it was a bit like I, part of it was a bit heavy handed. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to share my one my one criticism. My one criticism is that in the last issue we saw we saw when Clayface was saying, you know, you're so cool, Robin. Why why don't you you know give this up and become a and go be be a go to school and be awesome, right? Is that what he sounds like? I assume. Um, wow. he's got clay in his mouth. So um, and then after that he was like. You know, Robin, this is a picture of Robin, like, thinking, like, yeah, maybe you're right. And then, and then, like, the next issue, he's already been accepted to, like, this Ivy League school, and he was going to give it up. So, was he already thinking about this? Well, and we then knew that a couple it, issues ago. And then even... Him and, and Spoiler and then, were talking about and it. And then, then it made it even more, and, he, and he's, like, he's, 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 he's dying, and just, oh, uh, And then he's not dead. He's not dead. Now it's just like, ugh. Because this one over here, you know, Rich, Rich was like, yeah, in and out. Uh, Richard was like, "Oh my God, you know he's dead. It's so sad." And I was just like, "Ugh." And then I, and then I read <laughs> well, it. I wasn't gonna ruin it for you. And then I read it, and I was like, "This bitch ain't dead." You know, I didn't nope. see a body. He ain't dead. I do want to say. And that then, like, boom, he's in this thing. And then, yep. and then Tim Drake is like, "I will find you, and I'll, I'll crush my you." My friends will find you. And I was just like, "Oh shit!" So on that aspect, I thought it was kind of cool, and the and it widens. I really like the plot. Dick, uh, Thickens, but I don't know what's going to happen with um, like this Mr. Oz character. Do you think it's Osmodeus? People are all like, "Oh, it's, it's Osmodeus from the Watchmen," and he's people. He's moving. He's moving the, the the people, the smart people, and the people that could stop them off the board. You know, and that's what he's trying to do. And I was just like, "Okay, sure." Although I don't think he would. I've never thought of Osmodeus looking like that, or or you know, with the hood and all that stuff. Seems to be kind of. Like counterintuitive to his character because I've always thought that his character was much more like flamboyant. Well, no, not flamboyant. It's just like gay. No, not even that. It's just he, he didn't need to hide. You know, he just he was just doing what he needed to do. Hmm. So I don't know. I I, I also want to say the art, the colors, fantastic. everything about this book. Barrows is really giving it his all, and the colorist. We talked about a little bit about color last week and how it didn't work in Cyborg. For me, the colorist, um, Adriano Lucas, great. The colors in this, from the muted to the backgrounds to just the highlights and the masks. Yep. Great. It was a great, great book. Great and, read. Um, real quick, I, I really like the um, what's going on between the uh, the family dynamics, between you know Kate and her father, and then him knowing that, that Bruce Wayne is Batman, and just, just the, the whole dynamics about what's going on. Like I like I liked that family quote unquote angst that was going on between between all of them because it makes it a bit it makes it a bit more because they're family like they're, yep. this is actually blood that's going on right here. I really enjoyed it. Like I I really want to and I really want to see what's going to happen with that um with the other kid the uh, the other smart kid and how you know Robin beat him. Just I just this is a lot of stuff that was and they teleported away. So this is a lot of stuff that can be coming out of this book. Like I just really. This book is fantastic. Do that, sure. All right, a book that people you know either either you love it or you hate it, and you can I think you can blame DC's marketing department on that. But uh, we're gonna be doing Superwoman number two, uh, words and pencils by Phil Jimenez, inks by Matt Stanarelli and Joe Pardo, colors by Jeremy Cox. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Cox. Sorry, letters by Rob Lay. Hey, Rob Lay did, did the did the letters too. That's awesome. And the cover by Phil Jimenez. What? And the cover cover was by Terry Dodson. Well, they like they use the same people. It's cool. I this know. guy's getting work. I love it. So yeah, we got uh, Lana Lana Lang doing doing stuff. She's the new Superwoman. You thought it was Lois, but you were wrong. Lois is still dead, even in this episode. Uh, even this is even in this <laughs> issue. This episode. Though we have we have a new villain in play, and I, I, love, and I love the villain yep. that they brought in. The villain is actually spoilers. Uh, it's not spoiler. 
Jesus. It's uh, it's Lex Luthor's sister. So I think it's great because the reason why is because Lex Luthor is, is out there playing Superman and trying to impress people. And, and uh, his sister's pissed. Yeah, Lena's like, uh, no, put me in a wheelchair. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you. You know. And I love that in the back we see we see her with um with the mother box. We see the the two um bizarro lois lanes and then we even see lex with there's old armor i love that old power like, suit i love that uh phil is is saying okay we're gonna we're gonna work in this new 52 but but we're gonna inject some of that old school 80s love that that he grew up reading and i loved it like i love seeing what's i, I cannot wait to see what happened what happens um, I love that she has hair. It's great. I was hoping that she would be bald, but that's okay. But I love that she's the villain. Um, also loved that uh, we got Jeremy Irons. Jeremy uh, Irons? Sorry. We got oh, Steel. Jesus. Sorry. I'm thinking about Jeremy Irons. Sorry. Henry. I was happy that Natasha. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that, everybody. Was in. Think about uh, Dead Ringers. Anyway. Dead Ringers. Uh, I like that. Both were in their steel outfits. I yes. thought that was really cool. Um, John Henry and John Henry, thank you. And um, Lana are dating, and they have this weird little family bond between them all. One thing I didn't like, uh, and I, th- and I thought it was kind of cliche, was why why does Lana have to have a problem with her powers? You know, her, her when she uses her power too much, her nose starts to bleed. And all this stuff like that. Like I because her body's not shouldn't have these powers. No, I don't. She doesn't need to have. She doesn't need to have a, a, a weakness like that or or something like. I just I didn't. I thought that was unnecessary. Why, I thought why that does, was okay. Why does she have to have that? You know, it's like no. I I just don't think she needs to have that. So two things. Love the old the insect queen costume. Yes. Hope we see it on someone, and the panel right above it. Their eyes, one of the eyes on the robots are glowing, and I'm wondering, is this, I mean, it wouldn't be lit if it didn't mean something. Well, no, all their guys are kind of kind of on a little bit. But that is so prominent. It's I don't just, think I'm it's, wondering. No, you, you, you're reading into it. I am. I, I like reading this into issue. it. I love the art. I thought. Not as wordy. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that they have. Uh, Atomic Skull was yeah, back. Atomic it was Skull. so cool. I was like, yay, Atomic Skull. I liked it. I thought this was a really, really well done issue. Yes, the bait and switch pissed so many people off. But like you said, you can blame DC's marketing. They wanted to make sure people knew that Lois Lane got her powers. And it's really about Lana. Well, they even asked, well, they, they even asked you know, Phil about that in an interview. I think it was with CBR Newsarama. And he was like, I don't want to do that. Like I had, I had told him what I was going to do a long time ago. DC's marketing said that or did that. And I was like, well, there you go. So uh, it was not the intention to like, you know, screw the reader, but it, but it was that bait and switch that made you all pick it up. You know, um, anything else you got for that, for that book, Rich? Nope. I'm good. All righty. So next we're going to do our 30 minute. Oh, the- I do have a question. The mother box. How did she get it? She stole it from her brother. His is in his arm, in the armor. Or maybe it's a part of it. I know. I thought, ooh. Maybe she has a, maybe maybe it's a father box. And why was it saying Lana, Lana, or Lana, 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 Lana? Why was it saying her name over and over again? Because that's what Lexus did, too. I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, now go ahead and do your thing. Uh, so, uh, how to find us. You can always find us at thegeekchat.com. Again, I'm still working on it. SoundCloud, always check SoundCloud because that's where all of our stuff is. All of our old um, episodes, everything we've ever done is on SoundCloud. Facebook, under groups, always, uh, always search, search the, the Geek Chat. Uh, Stitcher, Tumblr, Google+, and YouTube. Always search the Geek Chat, and that's where you can find us. And we're growing. We're growing, everybody. We're growing, we're growing, we're growing. So, uh, Rich, <laughs> you're scaring me. Oh, well, I had taken notes. I hope I remember them all. The next book we're going to talk about. Oh, I really, Lord. really, lo- I love this book. He really, really, really loved really, this book. I really, 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 really. If I wasn't married already, I would marry this book. Oh, wow. Uncanny Avengers number 14. I think it was that good. No. I did. I did for a lot of different reasons. Uh, a failed experiment. <laughs> Jerry Duggan was the writer. Ryan Stegman, uh, whose art is amazing in this, was the artist. Richard Eisenhoff was the color artist. 
VCs Clayton Cowles did the lettering, and the cover was by Ryan Stegman and Richard Eisenhoff. By the way, yes. your husband loves turtles. I know he does. <laughs> that was one of the things, a reference from the all-new X-Men, where Bobby just blurts out, I like turtles. <laughs> yes, the the internet memes just keep coming. So, um, So in this, Captain America... Well, two things happen. Hydra, this, Captain Hydra. Captain Hydra. Um, they're at the funeral, the burial of Bruce Banner. And they're all standing around talking. <laughs> I'm laughing because some of this is so implausible. This is, I'm laughing. But Why? I'll tell you, no, I want, I want you to gush about it be, be, before I tear it to shreds. Go ahead. Wow, tear it to shreds. Okay, Blondie, refer to shreds. <laughs> um, so in this, basically, what happens is Captain America finds out the mutants on his team have betrayed him, and he goes apeshit and blames Wade. And, you know, even um, Rogue is like, look, you know, he did it. You even said he's been a good soldier. And he's like, we're done here. So this is the end of the Unity Squad as it was. And the best thing was, uh, yeah, you both can suck it. <laughs> I loved this book because the mutants finally got they finally the line in the sand was drawn and I think that I think it's still being drawn no between what Rogue said about uh, yeah. you you would not do this you know um, and this is where m- my love of the X-Men and of Rogue and especially Mystique I think that Rogue fought her mother for so long doing what she did for mutants. And now I would love it if they just, I want her to admit she was right. That is one of the things that I really loved about this. Why do you think she was right, though? Because Rogue always wanted to be better than her mother. She's always said it. Mm -hmm. And her mother would do anything to help mutants, and even if it meant killing. And that's where, you know, Rogue was like, we don't kill, blah, blah, blah. So in this, even the words Duggan has her using, um, she she's finally, I think, she finally is going to come around saying, I have this disease. You don't give a shit about us. We're mutants are going to do what we need to do to find a cure. And I loved it. And when you read it, and for people that aren't reading Captain America, when you read this knowing what Steve is, and you have that in your head and what he says, especially when he she even says, what about going after, you know, the Red Skull? He was just like, don't worry about it. I'll deal with him. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the hand is digging up the Hulk, that is going to be something hopefully we see. And the not death, but the resurrection of Brother Voodoo's brother. And the Red Skull is talking to Quicksilver. What? That was that was cool. That was okay. There were cool moments in this book that I enjoyed. Yes, the um, uh, Quicksilver being mind controlled by Red Skull. Great. Uh, Captain America doing his thing. You know, while yes, he was being a dick. And unfortunately, if you're not reading, and and, and it's unfortunate. I think it's great if you if you invest the time and the money to to read the Captain America series, and you know what's going on. This. It, it adds the flavor of this, but if you're only picking up this book, I think you'd be a little like, you know, why is Captain America being like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, I'm sorry, you know, especially you, la- our you last need to review, you need to read more. Yeah, you know? our last review really showed the depths he will go. I yep. mean, taking off the ghosts was it the ghost? The, it was the ghost. Yes, his arm. Like this isn't Captain America. Well, it is. It's just it's no. Just, it is. It's it's, it's just this Hydra yeah. version of it that that was that the. That the cosmic cube baby like created and brought and brought to the front. So so there are certain things about the book that I did like. The one thing that I did not like, and it just took me right out of the book, was the ending. Like, is is the Hulk's burial ground on a Star Tours map or something? Because I was like, well, everyone read- knows where it is. Yes, they do. Remember, there was the mm. they did the the. I, I, in this day and age, sorry, in, in in that day and age with the with the with the uh, superheroes, they're just gonna bury Banner's real body. I don't think it's his real body, but uh, then why would they be burying it up? I'm like, I just don't think well, that they that's don't know. cool. I would I would rather them like being someplace like other than a funeral than than a graveyard digging up Banner's body. It's like, come on, you know, they would not 
do that. They would bury an empty an empty casket as a ceremonial thing, and then then his body would be someplace else. Like I just don't think they would do that. So part of me was just like, uh, really, but that's a small gripe for to an otherwise really good issue for me personally. I was just like when I saw that, I was sitting on the pot reading the comic, and I was just like, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. Really, Ugh, I'm glad it's at the end. Ugh. So other than that, don't look at me like that. You don't judge me where I read my comics. I anyway. Judge you all the time. <laughs> but um I'm just glad Cable's back. Cable's gonna be leading this in the next couple of issues. So it was it was at the end of the comic, the end of uh Avengers uh, Uncanny Avengers. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. You get to see the hand digging up uh Banner's uh Banner's um casket although his casket looked like he was hulk size you just see that mm. i was like why is this casket yeah, that so would bad? make no sense unless they're just scrawny hand soldiers uh oh, frank says frank's in the chat says the body would be used for gamma radi- research and gamma radiation duh and i'm like or something like that right i don't know but again and eh. and i'm just looking forward to the new hulk book with just she hulk minus the she she's just hulk and now. she's gray and she's gray i want to see what's going on with that We'll be reviewing it. <laughs> Shut up, Paul. <laughs> okay, what's next, uh, Rich? Which one do you want to tackle first? It's up to you, my friend. Mm. Do you want to end on a low note or a not-so-low note? It's up to you. All right, let's do the forevers. Okay, so we're we're, we're into the indie portion of our book of our books, and it was this. Yes, don't tune out yet. <laughs> no, no, we want you guys to. To stay tuned because some of these indie books, um, well, one's an, a young animal. Yeah. <laughs> so the book we're going to review was called The Forevers. The writer was Kurt or is Kurt Pyers. Eric Scott Pfeiffer was the artist. Colin Bell did the lettering, and Ryan Ferrier did the design work. Um, there's a cast of characters, seven of them. I thought it was really funny. One of them's name is Bronson Pierce. Um, it is all about this group of friends doing this, um, ritual, and I guess now they're going to live forever, only they don't. You've got... Is that what you got from it? I don't know. They're supposed to live forever? I thought it was some weird, I thought it was some weird, uh, retelling of the, of a Faustian bargain. You know, they did some, they did some weird... Oh, if, if one dies, the power is passed to the rest. Suddenly, they're being hunted. Oh, so one of the okay, so one of the seven. I don't know. So one of the seven is killing the other seven because they want ultimate power. Yeah, and that's really kind of weird. Only because it's that says that on the back of the book yeah. is, is the synopsis for the whole book. And when you're reading the book, you really have nothing. You really it's, don't know what's going on. You really got none of that. You know, and that was the thing about it is like you see these people in a field doing some weird crop circle stuff and you're like okay the art's really beautiful it's it's somewhat photorealistic it's a little bit it's a little bit mckeever but more um more stylized it's it's really a uh, photo photorealistic because like you can tell the person is using uh, photos from it because there's a picture in which we see a ryan seacrest type character uh-huh. and it looks really close to him and at the end the end it totally looks like ildris abba and uh and um uh what's his name um oh my god the guy who played odin um hannibal lecter god i can't remember his name um but I'm anyway for someone in the geek chat someone will tell us um anthony hopkins thank you so so it looks like so, so it looks sort of like that but i don't know if they have superpowers or not that it was it was all about fame and fortune and then they i guess they lived for a long time um and and it will have all this you know amazing powers or something at least that's what you're kind of gleaning from it but then there's this completely unlikable like english guy who is in on heroin and 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 he's a he and he's a he's like a walking cliche because he's he doesn't like he's he's like a musician but he's on heroin and, and he's like don't do this you're, you're being crazy and then there's another girl who is like um uh, what's her name? She wow, you Sandra read more Bullock. of this than I did. I was Sandra I, Bullock because I wanted it. I wanted to really because like I'm really trying to give a lot of these independents like the benefit of the doubt and and reading it and seeing okay what's going on. Now remind uh, I might remind you I just read it without reading the back, so I'm just just 
like reading through it. Yeah, I didn't read the back until right now yeah. for you guys. I'm like, oh, the synopsis is on the back. So I'm reading That's the, not what I got. Yeah, so I'm reading the book and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand. And then there's some guy, there's some guy, I think it's a guy in this really cool like diamond encrusted Lady Gaga mask and he's like pushing this chick down the stairs and she's killing her and I'm like, what? And then and then we're in this like epilogue and like people are talking about it has begun. You know, it just Alba's or you know saying some shit about that and i'm just like what's going on and the dog is so photo real and then the dog and there's a guy in the background who looks like he it looks like he the guy the guy who's sitting in a forest is sort of like hey you know it's starting again so maybe he was the first one maybe it's this weird highlander thing and and there's a quickening happening i don't know it's like it's like highlander met it's it's like highlander meets the wicked and the divine you know, but like not as like pop culture, not, not as pop culture. I don't know. It was just it's just a mashup of all these different things. And I just don't know if it works or not. And hey, I thought it was Bukaki. It's Bukaka. <laughs> You're killing me. What? They talk about it. Yeah. Or, or rising stars. Yeah. I don't I don't know, Frank. It was just a really I don't know. It's just I don't know what's going on. And I, again, Black Mask is, is like. They're an up-and-coming studio. I like the book that they've done so far. It's just this one I'm not really sure about. But again, the artwork is really, really good. You it's like, yeah, very, very stylized. The colors are very bright. Well, it's not bright. No, the, it's not. It's no, no, very no, 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 no. The, 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 the colors, the, the pops of color are really bright. Yeah, because the whole book is murky. Exactly. Again, against this dark and murky background. But I think that, that that's the that's the look they're going for with it. So mm, I probably will not read the next. I one. mean, I'll I think I, I, really I think don't. I'll probably I think I'll probably pick up the next one just to see what's going on and if and if the second one is as confusing. convoluted and confusing uh-huh. as this one then i probably will drop yeah. it as well i don't know it's like i, I really want to give it the benefit of the doubt but i don't know i don't know so we're going to end on doom patrol dc's first issue from their young animal line um so <laughs> gerald way was the writer Nick Darrington was the artist. Tamara Bonvillain dun, 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 dun. was the colorist. I love her name. <laughs> I love her name, too. Todd Klein great, was the letter. Great and there were many, many covers. And the cover that I have in my hand is by Sanford Green, which I really liked. Um, you mean it's not the burrito cover? The peel-off burrito uh, cover? No. Um, I was a fan... I was a fan back in the day. Uh, I liked the Doom Patrol. Always loved their old adventures. And then I loved when the Doom Patrol came back and it was um, Niles' ex-wife. And then at issue, I want to say, 18, that is when um, Grant Morrison took over. And things got weird, like real weird. I stopped reading it. I went back afterwards and read it, um, and I have all the issues. And I don't know. This new one sticks with the weird, but I think is going to bring a little bit of superheroes into it. Um, I don't know what to say about this book. <laughs> what about you? So I was not a fan of the Grand Morrison Deer Patrol. I don't like weird for the sake of weird to tell a story. I just, it has never done anything for me. It never will do anything for me. So I just don't, like, I missed all that. So um, I did read some of the original Doom Patrol uh, comics back, like, in the collections. Um, but when Grant Morrison took over, just never really got into it. Like, I know, I know what happened. I know a little bit of the stuff that happened in that stuff. But again, this wasn't, it is something that, that I never got into. So um, when this came, when this came out, and it is, you know, Gerald Way's kind of love letter to Grant Morrison, or, which, which I believe wholeheartedly believe that is one of his idols or whatnot. It was sort of like, you know, hey, you know, I'm gonna do this book, you know, in in my own style, but 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 but, but as a homage to what Grant Morrison did, and I think that it it cannibalizes a lot of those ideas, uh, with him trying to bring his own stuff. It's like. Like really, they're they're having these philosophical conversations about you know us 
Oh, like, we're saying his name wrong. <laughs> what? Who? <laughs> Thank you, Derek. What's how you say it? Uh, it's Gerald. I don't know. Anyway, so so Jared. Jared. Okay, Jared, Jared Way. All right. So anyway, Jared. Uh, Jared Way. Okay. Oh, I learned something every day. Um, you. but like the like this like all life is in a burrito or a swarma or a, a gyro or something, and then and then. Robot Man, for some reason, is inside of the Euro that the sky is eating, and then he's jettisoned into our world. And then there's these people that are trying to, I don't know if they're in a subatomic world or in the burrito world, and they're trying to make Danny the street into, into meat. Into meat. Uh, I, so Danny I don't, the meat. Yeah, Danny the meat. So I don't know how they're changing him from a street into a meat or if that or if it is something new or something different. I don't know. I, I don't know. And then, like, the, the singing telegram girl shows up and blows up this girl's roommate. Oh, I guess you need a roommate now. And I was just like, okay. And then there's some dead god. Uh, there's some dead god, I think, somewhere, who, who someone threw a brick through a window and hit him and in the head. That's Danny saying, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm just like, okay. Gerard. I love Jared. Jared. It's Jared. Okay, Jared Way. Okay, thank you. I love, love, loved, loved Shade the Changing Girl. So I can't wait for us to review that. No, it, it's not that it was a burrito, Emily. It, it is a, it is a euro. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm just. And they play video games. And, it, it, and the thing about it is, like, are, no one seems to be concerned that. You know, there's a robot guy that this woman just blew up her friend by singing by singing telegram. There's a that this woman just took this robot's head apart and there's a brain in it. The girl, this other girl, just seems to be not phased by. It. Like no one in this world seems to be phased by it. It's just like, okay. And then I'm thinking, is this like, is this like, like what's going? I don't know. I just the whole book was just like, okay, whatever. You know, I'm really hoping that the other young animal books are a little bit, a little bit just more. Um, I don't want to say cohesive, but just more like, you know, I know what's going on because right now I'm just like, okay, I will know. read the number two. I am in really interested in a big whatever he wrote. Oh yeah, I know he wrote. I liked Umbrella Academy. It was really good. No, it, but that's but that's different, Frank. Like, yes, he wrote the Umbrella Academy, but that was his thing. Like, and, and his his weirdness. His own weirdness, I think, is is fine and and it's great. And I read both Umbrella Academy and so thought it was great. But this weirdness that he's doing now is is in homage to Grant Morrison's weirdness. And I like, and I don't know if it's going to mesh, you know, because like I don't I don't want him just to be weird for the for the sake of weird or to impress, you know, his idol or whatever. And I really hope that it doesn't come to that. But because right now it's just being weird for the sake of being weird, and I don't know what's going on. Like the people who are sitting in the boardroom talking about, I'm like, is this a big, is this a big, uh, thing about capitalism and and, and how like you know, the forces beyond or 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 are in charge or trying to do something with like making us eat sentient meat? Like I don't, like I don't care about that. Like I really don't. You know, I I just don't. So this really isn't a superhero book, not yet. I don't even know if it's going to be like, I, I don't think it knows. I, hope. I don't know if it wants, <laughs> I don't know if it knows what it wants to be, you know, right now. And I think it's only issue one. So it still has to get its legs and move, move through. But I just don't know what's, what's going to happen again. That's just my take on what I read. Um, I'm going to read the other books. I'm going to read shade. I'm going to read um, cave. Carson has a cybernetic eye. Like I'm going to try the young animal stuff, but if it's just, you know, weird, you know, hipster kids, you know, weird hipster people, you know, just doing, you know, weird comics just to be weird. It's like, eh, you know, I just, okay. The Geek Chat does not endorse nor uh, agree or I just, yeah, that last sentence, no. What do you mean? I don't want to shade on other people yet. I'm not shading on anybody. I'm just okay. saying for, for me personally, I just, right, like, I just personally. don't. No, I'm like, if you look at the, if you look at the, um, like the the thing that they put out, I don't know. I'm just I'll stop right there, you know. Just I, I just. But I do want to say this might I, not be for me. I have read, uh, Shade, and that was a that was a wonderful book. I cannot wait for you to read that. I will read it. Good. I'm actually looking forward to uh, Cave Carson though. Like I think that's going to be kind of cool. You know, he has a cybernetic eye. Like what's going on with that? It seems like a very like interesting title. Um. Like Cave Carson. Interesting. Like I think it'll be fun. Who knows? Um, okay. 
So uh, now we're going to do our sponsors. So I want to thank the mistress of the mix, mix board, Miss Terry Miller, for doing all the music for the show. Unfortunately, you did not hear it this time because for whatever reason, it didn't work. So if you listen to this on the SoundCloud, it will have music. So yay. I want to thank uh, Gene Gilmet, who does all the art for the show. You can find him at rltpress.com, and you look for his work featured on the uh, the site comic book resources in their feature the line it is drawn um again gene just got back from doing his tour of the uh of uh what is it portland for the for the sure. rose, rose city con so awesome for that gene uh, i want to thank club car printing at clubcarprinting.com for doing all of our printed material i also want to give a special thank you to whatever comics located at 548 castro street check us out online at whateverstoreonline.com head to facebook under whatever store give us a like we have 12 seconds thank you emily we'll look it up we'll tell you next time have a great night or day <laughs> whenever you're listening to this yes yes and sorry if i was too Bye. negative love The Geek Chat.